Welcome to Lead to Succeed, an interview series with business leaders about economic growth and leadership in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. This show is produced by InvestUp, the leading regional economic organization for the UP. For more information, visit investupmi.com. Here is the host of Lead to Succeed, former CEO of the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, Steve Arwood. Welcome to Lead to Succeed, brought to you by InvestUP, our continuing conversations with CEOs and leaders and leaders of institutions in the Upper Peninsula. With us today is Dr. Richard Kubek, president of Michigan Tech. How are you today, sir? Great, Steve, and thanks for having me on today. Yeah. How, how, how is the weather today in, uh, in, in, in tech? I know you probably get tired of getting that question from specifically since you came from LSU. So you probably get a lot of those, those questions from your SEC folks down there about, you know, what's it like being, you know, at the tip of the universe or something like that. And we even do it from the lower peninsula, but you know, how is the weather today? Yeah. It's interesting. When I walked out today, I was surprised at how warm one degree can feel after yesterday's <laughs> wind chill factor. You know, no wind. It wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, bad. I think it's that it's that way pretty much everywhere. It's that way down here too. Speaking of the SEC, big football night for them last night. Um, you know, you were you were you were at LSU when uh, uh, they won the uh, last national championship, weren't you? Or yeah, it seems like last national, yeah. I was hoping to see a Big Ten SEC rivalry last night, but no go. Oh well, one of these days. One of these days. Trade it off. You've been now at, at, at Tech for almost four years, and uh, Tech, for those of us who've lived here all our life, is a is a, a special and important institution. And how have you, since you since you came to Tech and you and you looked at the vision of Tech? I mean, how how have things gone in the macro? I know enrollment's gone up. Other other positive things have happened, but can you maybe? play out a little bit of what's happened over the last three, four years and how you see that trajectory going. Yeah. So as I tell folks, sometimes if you read the newspapers, you think you're hearing the death knell of higher education. And I don't buy into it, Steve. Mm. It's certainly the number of students graduating from high school nationally is declining, no doubt about that. And you know, people talk a lot about the decline or the the flat rate of funding for higher ed and you know, from the state and all these things. But, you know, I think as long as you're you're doing the right thing and you have your values in the right place, like Michigan Tech and other schools in the UP have, I still think there's a lot of headroom to grow. And I think you're starting to see that in, you know, see that in Michigan Tech. We know who we are, right? We're at techno- technological is our middle name. So we're, a, we're in, re- actually, Steve, I'm going to talk for just a minute here because it's a really unique position, even when I was interviewing for it. You know, it's a nationally recognized research institution with 7,000 students that's public. Mm -hmm. There's not many schools that can say that because usually you're nationally recognized, nationally ranked, you know, you're Mm 40,000, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're private school. Mm -hmm. But if you think about the number of schools that are in the, you know, the class that Michigan Tech is, Mm -hmm. small enough that we have a lot of attention to the students, yet it's very research active and we know what we do and we do, it. you know, I think we do it really well and we decide there's things we're just, you know, there's other places to get other types of experiences and we encourage you to go there if it's not the right fit. So I think as long as you're providing the ROI, like yeah. you talk a lot about that, I think mm-hmm. there's still a lot of 
you know, a lot of exciting opportunities for higher ed in the nation. In Texas. Yeah, there really isn't, now that you mention it, I mean, the only school that pops to my mind in kind of our geographic sphere of influence in terms of size, quality, reputation is like a Northwestern, maybe. Um, I, I don't, I, they're a little bit different focused in terms of the curriculum, but the size and that, that, you know, that importance of, a, of an institution. When, when I was doing a little background reading before this interview, I, and I've known this intuitively for a long time, many of your students are international, obviously, and anybody that goes to Houghton or Hancock area and, 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 and just drives around, you see international students. COVID, uh, while I'm tired of talking about it, I mean, it's still with us. Um, a large percentage of your, your students internationally, but your enrollment has also kind of grown as from what I'm reading. And I'm wondering how that all worked out. I mean, kids that couldn't get there, or kids that had travel restrictions. I mean, how did you pull that off? Because it's kind of interesting, actually, that, that because of that big international core. So as you say, there's a large international um, population on campus, primarily though at the graduate level. Mm -hmm. And so no doubt when the COVID restrictions came about, I mean, our international student enrollment dropped. We're, I can tell you now, just looking at the numbers that it's coming back to about where it was prior to COVID. So we'll pick that back up. But uh, most of the enrollment gains in the last few years have been in domestic students, both within the state of Michigan and you know, and out of the out of state as well. So, you know, we felt a decline in the international students, but that seems to be a transient, not a not a trend. Mm -hmm. Coming back. How have you intentionally changed your marketing strategy or created new marketing strategies toward the students, both for the increase and? I mean, obviously, something's going really, really well for you. So, I mean, how have you intentionally done things that maybe you weren't doing before? Yes. So, you know, people, when I started, when I started here, people said, hey, we're the best kept secret. I'm like, well, that's not a good thing. You know, that's, <laughs> I don't think that's something to brag about. Sometimes <laughs> so, it is, but maybe not in your uh, business. You got to fishing spot it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. no, so again, we already had the excellence and the great programs and the strong faculty mm. and great student body already. But I do think we had an opportunity to be more intentional about making sure people know that fact. Mm -hmm. So we were more intentional with regard to how we were, you know, recruiting and making sure folks know that Michigan Tech is, you know, doing great, really high really high return on investments, you know, like number mm -hmm. 18 on starting salaries. You can go down the list, but it's pretty, you know, students do. And I give it credit to the faculty and students. The students do really well when they finish. So, mm -hmm. yes, the, the goods were already here, right? Mm -hmm. So we didn't have to create a lot of new programs that were unusual. We did have the evolution of creating the College of Computing, which is just, you know, part of your natural growth trajectory. So we didn't do anything uniquely dramatic to make that happen. But we did do a probably a more vigorous job making sure other people know what's here. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting when you look at and and I you know this real well, and so do the folks we're talking to in this program. But you know, the Upper Peninsula has three state universities, 
and roughly 3% of the state's population. Plus they have an excellent collection of community college level. Are, are we fully, are we fully leveraging all of this, this capability? Or are we missing an opportunity here to, to, you know, really grow the base, so to speak, through the strength of these, these institutions? So I'm, I'm really excited about this question. Because if you look at the portfolio of institutions in the UP, it's a marvelous complementary package, right? Aptec mm-hmm. and Northern and Bay and Gogibic and Lake State. And if you try to put them all out on a map, each of them has a role to play that's complementary and not duplicative, right? Mm-hmm. You put them together as one, you know, one constellation of higher education institutions all linked together, filling those gaps. We have the whole thing. We have the whole package. And in my personal mm-hmm. opinion, from an economic development perspective, higher education is, an, is a real market opportunity for this. You've seen other states like Colorado do that, right? They almost mm-hmm. work with higher ed as, a, you know, as one of your key industries. And mm-hmm. Again, I don't want to say industry in a, you know, in a way that's not mm-hmm. recognized in the academic role that we play. But... When you start adding up the number of employees that you have across these, these institutions, it's not a small percentage. No, I'm, I'm vigorously a supporter of us as higher ed, looking at ourselves as, a, as the UP higher ed constellation, and then market nationally the UP as a higher education destination. I think I just there's gonna, a, lot of power, a lot of power. Yeah, I was just, just going to ask you what you would do next with that. If, if, if all the partnerships were willing, how would you, how would you coalesce those institutions together and say, this is the mission and this is the goal? I mean, certainly um, we lose a lot of young people from these institutions to other places, but it's also incumbent upon those of us that work on this day to day to day to day to try to increase the job space too. So there's, there's good jobs for these people to land to. So you get kind of that chicken in the egg, right? You know, you understand that the students may have came from somewhere else and they're leaving to go back or the students were native to the UP, but are leaving for say bigger opportunities. So how would you kind of start that conversation in an economic development sense? Yeah. So, and if, you, you and I are familiar with InvestUP, mm-hmm. which I'm a strong supporter of it. And I think an entity such as InvestUP can help be a, you know, help us coalesce the higher education leadership around the theme of conceptualizing this as an, you know, as a, a market mm-hmm. that's uniquely, uh, uniquely UP. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you think about, we all are talking about the location, we're talking about the outdoor life, and when you, but each of us alone is not 40,000 students, like, you yeah. know, a, a big 10 university would be, but together we cover everything. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, in, in my humble opinion, I, I would, you know, if I were talking to invest UP, I would ask them to help push forward a, you know, a strategic plan, assuming everybody would buy into it. And I've talked to my colleagues around the state and, you know, I think be, everyone's so busy but I haven't heard anybody that doesn't agree that that would be a positive thing. The next step though, is that, that you know, the sort of strategic plan that industry folks would put together, mm-hmm. right? And so that expertise that, it, that sits and resides within an InvestUP could help us to conceptualize that. So <clears throat> in, in, in theory, I mean, you're, 
you're kind of talking about two things. I mean, I, I mean, you look at the strength of the institutions being able to offer something to anybody, um, from nursing to engineering to, you know, to more technical training and something. Market that externally, both downstate and out of state, because we know there's a certain percentage of probably your students, and I know this is probably true for Northern and LSU, they want to come to the UP because they want to come to the UP. Yep. Is that kind of the um, the the thought process there? And then how do you get that in the channel of those kids looking to make a decision on where they want to go? Um, yeah, so two advantages we have, like I said, first of all, in case of location. So there's a commonality that binds us together, but there's enough differentiation as well. And I think that's kind of the fun piece is that there's a unit, unifying bond among our schools. And also just the personalities have some similarities, right? To be in UP and here we are. But we have different programs, right? I mean, they spread across. And regardless of where you're, you know, your academic, you know, your academic targets are, like I said, if you want technical or you want a PhD, you can get it here. So we cover that entire spectrum as well, depending on what the student whether you want a two-year degree, like I said, or a PhD, you can get that here. But I would say it gives us a unique space if we were able to tie that together because, you know, the schools that are, you know, those big schools, they're not going to have that breath. They may have this breath, mm -hmm. but they're not going to have that breath in, mm -hmm. one, in one entity. So, so I think that's the, you know, that's the tie and then put the strategic plan together and then we you know, we, once we caps that vision, mm -hmm. and I do, I do believe, Steve, it doesn't, it won't be zero sum. It'll be a win, win, win for the UP. You know, I'm not, because, and this is the other nice thing, I don't mean to talk too much, is we wouldn't compete for the same students, True. right? I mean, go big, Gibbick's not competing with Michigan Tech, and we're trying to help each other get students. True. So it's And not, out of that, maybe there comes a, yeah, maybe out of that, there comes the, the, the young man or woman who starts at that level and ends up at Michigan Tech because that's the continuation of their, you know, their learning. Yeah. That's yeah. not, a, yeah. The beauty is it's not like, you know, this yeah. fits here and here they fit somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting concept. Yeah. Um, town. I don't know. I've heard it called town to gown or town in the university. And I mean, you, you have a huge footprint in a small town. Um, you're not a footprint in a huge town. You're a huge footprint in a, in a, in a small town, in, a, in, a, in an important region, but a region, obviously, that's um, quite rural and, and in many ways, um, you know, has issues that a lot of the rural communities in the United States have. How are you evolving your relationship with the town, the community, kind of the, the economic impact or kind of the economic development impact you might be able to have um, in your surrounding area? Yeah, first I'll start by saying, as I contemplated it after my first year, it, it struck me that few institutions are as, the character of the institution is deeply influenced by the location that we find ourselves. You could not pick up Michigan Tech and put it in the middle of Kansas and it'd be the same school. And it's because mm -hmm. of where we are in the history and mining and, you know, right mm -hmm. here, 
it's really fascinating. We are not, you know, you can't move us somewhere else. So we're, mm-hmm. we're as indebted to the town for our success as the town, you know, may depend on us for some of the ec- economic piece. So going into it, knowing that we've had a great partnership with our, you know, our town leadership. I couldn't mm-hmm. be more pleased with the conversations with Eric Wara, who's our city manager and the folks in Hancock and alike. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we continue to work together on topics of mutual interest. One of them right now for us is student housing. You know, you mm-hmm. mentioned that you're seeing some enrollment pick up here. Well, that's good, but just like, mm-hmm. you, Marquette, you know, in other places, housing's an issue. So I'm watching. How's that, I mean, not to interrupt you right there, but how how do you view that? Is it like, is it, it are you looking at it from a standpoint that we got to build it on campus, or are you looking at it? We could do a public-private partnership. We could build it. I mean, or maybe it could be a thoroughly private endeavor. I mean, how are you kind of looking at that? Yeah, great question, and you won't like my answer, but we're open to any of those things. We are in the middle of doing a campus master plan right now. We're almost near mm-hmm. the end of it, right? I think mm-hmm. February, we should get the final results. And I can tell you that high on the list is going to be new housing, solving the housing issue. The question is whether it's, the, you know, the private sector is going to do it, which I'm fine with, whether we're going to do it, which we could do, but, you know, our business is education, not housing. Mm-hmm. We would do it if we need to, or mm-hmm. we do it like a P3 or public private partnership. Mm-hmm. We are evaluating all of those options right now. But again, we're very open to, you know, the, you know, the private sector helping and helping them, frankly, as students grow. Do you have an idea of number of units you need over a certain period of time, or is that still in the master planning stage? It's still, it's still in the master plan. What, what I know now is right, the, the need is imminent. I had a meeting this morning on this very topic because... <laughs> We're at 100% occupancy right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and true. I mean, I, I mean, you know, it, it, hope needs to grow too. So, you know, how you. I know. You know, if, if you provide quality units, you probably open up some units behind it and, you know, things will roll over. But I'm sorry, I took you off your train of thought there. I was asking you about the regional economic kind of impact. And, we want, yeah, I mean, our, I hope that folks see Michigan Tech as a strong partner in building the, mm-hmm. you know, building the economic vitality of our region, but beyond just um, providing, you know, salaries to the employees, but two ways. One is that we do, a, I have to say, you know, been at a few other schools, and I think Tech has a strong commitment to spinoffs and, you know, Tech transfer in a way that, you know, I pretty, find pretty gratifying actually here. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. see some of that work with a number of companies out by the airport that came from Michigan Tech. Mm-hmm. So that's the organic piece. The other piece is, you know, trying to be a partner as companies look at the Houghton area or anywhere mm-hmm. in the UP that, hey, tech's here to make sh- help work with you to be sure you succeed if you choose this as a site as well. Mm-hmm. So citing, mm-hmm. citing in a place that you have a higher education institution that's committed to making sure that helping you to succeed and then the organic growth piece. And both of those, you know, our founding legislation is for Michigan Tech actually states economic development as one of the core tenets of why we exist. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. You mentioned um, 
the the education, you know, convening the education kind of community and trying to figure out how to leverage that excellence across the Upper Peninsula. What are some other thoughts you've had now that you've kind of rooted yourself in over the last four years and, and you've been dealing with a lot of other institutional leaders and CEOs and groups like Invest in the UP? I mean, what 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 are you, what do you see for the UP that we're not taking advantage of, like, or that we're taking advantage of, but we should, you know, double down on or or in the economic development realm. So first of all, the the heart is seems to be there in a vigorous way. You know, to the person I talk to. Their definitions may vary a little bit, but Mm -hmm. economic well-being of the citizens of the UP is at the forefront. How you get there, you know, you grow. That's, you know, to be determined. But I I think the sense of responsibility among leaders for helping enhance the economic vitality of the region and the the citizens is all all there, A. Mm -hmm. B, it does seem to me that they the aha awareness from some of the recent studies that we have seen from InvestUP is there. And now it's like, well, we, if we don't get going now, it may be a downhill slide. So I'm actually excited about the energy behind moving that mm-hmm. forward. The next step though, and I still don't have the answer is, so what are the three, two, three, four core themes going to be? Like you see some other places that have done like research triangle in North Carolina, mm-hmm made a purposeful mm-hmm. decision to leverage, for mm-hmm. example, higher education institutions within a core set of industries to dominate. And mm-hmm. then the higher education institutions developed academic programs, you know, site selection people focused on that, they marketed that. I, I hope that we will choose, you know, higher ed is one of those. That's my, that's my pitch to you today. <laughs> but it's, the I- next step, right, is I mean, you're going to use my you're going to use my humble little program for influence. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, so no, hopefully, I mean, but we got. I think the next step is we got to decide, right? Yeah, yeah. But the hard part, you know, as a leader, is more like the harder part is deciding what you're not going to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, well and you know, this can't be twenty three. Yeah. The, the the interesting thing and the and the trend for those that are listening that we didn't spell out is that the upper peninsula is declining in population. And over time um, it's going to have a dramatic effect because we're declining in the wrong age group, uh, the 18 to 34 year old. We're actually gaining population at the very back end in the 65 plus and retirees, you know, coming to make their camp, their summer home and full time. And we have to figure out, what to do about that. And I, I agree with you. It's it's not like you can just, you know, go on a campaign to, you know, hey, we need you to stay. We need to not only get them to stay, we need to bring them in and then give them a reason to stay. And I, I, I like your idea about the education leverage a lot because that's the group you want to get in. And then that's obviously to the group you want to keep. So, I uh, definitely will uh, continue to talk to you about that because I think it makes a lot of sense. How have you found, uh, this is another question I generally ask everybody. I mean, you know, how have you found the 
kind of the organizational strengths um, <clears throat> of those doing economic development or working in community development across the UP. It's kind of a, I get a, I get a range of answers that, well, you know, we don't work well together. You know, we don't talk amongst each other as much as we should. And we all, we all share the same problem and, and, you know, we, we need to do a better job of that to the other end of the spectrum that says, no, we do a fantastic job of talking to one another and our, our, our problem, if you will, in influencing state policy per se, is that we're just not a significant part of the population in terms of, you know, mattering to the big economy um, downstate. H how do you view that? So when I was at my job, you mentioned I was at, you know, down south and other, we did, in those jobs in higher ed, I had some engagement with economic development, you know, Louisiana economic development, got a chance to see up close and personal some of that great mm -hmm. work. We're often number one or number two in the country for, for that. In fact, they hired a person to run MEDC that yeah. I, I, I used to work with. <laughs> Coincidentally, on that, so I might have been leading on the question just a little bit. So I'm a huge fan of Quentin Messer. I'll say it publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, and I also think that he has a really good sense of what that's going to take from an MEDC perspective to reach out to rural areas, because he he lived that life in you know when he was down in Louisiana. So I'm pretty excited about that. I also think that an organization. I've been very happy to be part of Invest UP. I mean, listening to the conversations, I continue to say the folks that put together that put together and I give a shout out to Bob Mahaney and his vision of putting that out to, I think that's been a great asset. And I've found the conversations to be very focused on what's best for the UP, not just what's best. So I'm, I'm in the camp of at least the communications that I've experienced. And that's not, I mean, pretty limited perspective, right? But the ones I've experienced, I mean, I thought they were pretty, you know, pretty good on that side it does seem that we now need to make sure that it's good down state as well. You know, frankly, I mean, I, I'm, I'm confident that the new, I mean, Quentin will help us in that regard. So have you been getting a lot of skiing in? Cross country skiing for sure. Uh -huh. Ripley still got my attention. It's <laughs> remember where I was before this. <laughs> I like Not real heli in LSU. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, ski down a levee somewhere right but yeah. Yeah. well it's, you know don't want you to hurt yourself so stay on stay on uh stay on solid ground what uh what's what's next for tech any new big programs announcements capital campaigns coming up anything that uh um the, the wider audience ought to be aware of or look for yeah, it's funny because the answer is yes to all of those, Steve. <laughs> We're gonna, yeah, I would say, you know, we have a we have a big meeting in February, and then we'll you'll be seeing some things. Several of the ones you talked about coming out the other side of that. Great. You know, Great. out of that meeting, but yep, you're going to see a pretty hard push with regard to our national footprint, no doubt. Great. Well, that'll be exciting. Well, thank you very much for your time today. I wish you all the best and everybody in Houghton Hancock all the best. And we'll talk soon, I'm sure. I appreciate the opportunity. You have a great day. You too.
This has been Lead to Succeed, an interview series with business leaders about economic growth and leadership in the UP of Michigan. This show has been produced by InvestUp, the leading regional economic organization for the UP. For more information and to check out additional episodes, visit investupmi.com. You can also download the audio-only version wherever your major podcasts are found by searching Lead to Succeed.